This is BayCare Health Chat. I'm Amanda Wild. Healthy cartilage helps cushion your joints and bones. So when cartilage wears away, your body can't move well, and if left untreated, your problems will worsen. Today, we'll look at cartilage transplant with fellowship-trained orthopedic sports medicine surgeon, Dr. Peter J. Howard. Dr. Howard, great to have you here. Well, thanks so much, Amanda. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners. Well, what is cartilage made of, and what happens when it wears out? Cartilage is a substance that exists in all of our joints. It is a very hard but smooth surface that provides gliding of our joints back and forth so that we can move freely. So cartilage is very important for normal function of our bodies. Without that normal function, if it starts to break down due to injury or age, then our body starts to get pain in the joints. Is it inevitable that it will break down at some point in our lives? Not necessarily. Breakdown of cartilage can be from a variety of different causes. Sometimes it's due to old injuries. Sometimes it's due to age-related process that deteriorates the cartilage. Sometimes it's genetic and it just unfortunately happens. And some people get cartilage destruction or wear from weight, which can play a factor in cartilage damage as well. So when the cartilage wears down, there are replacement procedures. What are they? How is this transplant performed? Sure. There are many different ways to treat cartilage problems. The most common one that your listeners may be aware of is knee replacement surgery. And this is a procedure that only specific people qualify for, and there's a lot of people who are not interested in having their joints replaced. Cartilage transplant surgery or cartilage replacement surgery, there are several different ways of either restoring function to the cartilage or moving cartilage from one area of the joint to another or even regrowing cartilage that can be placed back into the knee with the patient's own cells that are taken from the body joint at an earlier procedure. So regeneration of the cartilage. Correct. Cartilage regeneration works by initially taking a sample of the patient's cartilage. At the time of that procedure, the cartilage damage is assessed. It is smoothed out and a tiny portion of cartilage in an area of the knee, for example, is taken where it won't cause problems if it is removed. After that, it's sent to a lab where it can be analyzed and regrown onto a sheet of tissue. If the patient qualifies and still has disabling knee pain, then I can go back and with surgery, we can put that cartilage back into the knee, restoring the cartilage to the knee using the patient's own cells. Then once implanted, those cells can regrow into normal cartilage, thus setting the joint right again by putting the original cartilage back in where the defect or hole or wear of cartilage was before. Is this regeneration we're talking about also what cartilage transplant is? Yes, there are other procedures such as 
a osteochondral, so that means cartilage and bone, transplant, and that can be moved from one portion of the knee to another portion of the knee, or even knee to elbow. It can be done in the shoulder or hip. And this is a good solution for smaller size cartilage defects that the large defect is usually much better treated with regeneration, but smaller ones can be done in a single stage procedure by simply moving the cartilage from one portion of the body to another portion of the body, and then it grows back into that area where the cartilage has been worn. This is an amazing procedure. Is it relatively new or has cartilage transplant been around a while? Cartilage transplant has actually been around for a long time, approximately 20 to 30 years. The technology to be able to transplant or regenerate cartilage has significantly advanced over the past 10 years, making it much easier for the surgeon to perform the technique and much easier for the patient to recover from the surgeries. That's one of the reasons why it's becoming more mainstream and able to be accessed by patients is that the technology to be able to do these procedures has significantly improved compared to when they first started. Well, who is a suitable candidate for this procedure? A suitable candidate for a cartilage regeneration or cartilage transplant procedure would be a patient who has a cartilage defect that is identified with an MRI. This person is otherwise healthy and active and not overweight. This person is anywhere from teenage years to the middle-aged years in the 50s or so. And this person wants to have a restoration of function to correct their cartilage problem without needing a knee replacement. So can this be used in place of a knee replacement? Think of this procedure and this technology as a way of avoiding a knee replacement. Some patients come to the doctor to come see me, and unfortunately, they ask about these procedures, but they already have changes to their bones, or their bones are even becoming crooked due to arthritis. Cartilage procedures are unfortunately not going to work well in that particular person as the problem has progressed too far. This is used to avoid a knee replacement down the road. So this would treat someone perhaps 10, 15 years before they would need a knee replacement. How long does a cartilage transplant last? Well, cartilage transplants are living cells. So the cartilage transplant, if successful, then it would last the person the rest of their lives. The cartilage can be continually replenished by the joint fluid and the bone from underneath, and it becomes part of the person. Unless there's arthritis that develops elsewhere or an injury or something like that, the cartilage transplant or regeneration procedure should be durable for the rest of that person's life. That's amazing. What do you see after surgery that tells you the procedure was successful? So after the procedure, patients are in some discomfort due to the surgery and they perform physical therapy to restore range of motion and to reduce swelling. After we get through that phase, which can be a month or two, then we get to the phase where we start strengthening the muscles, for example, around the knee. 
as we strengthen those muscles, it can be, say, three, four, five, six months after surgery, some patients really start to notice that as they're doing these strengthening exercises to recover from surgery, the pain that they had that brought them in to see the physician isn't there anymore. And the only pain that they're experiencing or discomfort is, say, sore muscles from doing the exercises to recover from surgery. And that's when we really know that the surgery has been successful and the cartilage is transplant or regeneration procedure is really doing what we want it to do. And how often do you find this procedure does hold and is successful? What's the success rate? The success rates for the cartilage regeneration procedure are around 90%. About 9 out of 10 patients will have excellent relief. The other 10% usually have good relief, And only a small single-digit percentage of patients has relief that says this wasn't very good of a procedure. That also applies to the transplant procedure. The transplant procedure has a little lower success rates in the high 80%, and then the remainder of people, a good percentage of them have good relief but may still have a little bit of pain, and a small single-digit percentage of people may not necessarily get the pain relief that they were looking for. Well, that's a really high percentage success rate. And because success can last a lifetime, is this your first go-to for patients who qualify? Well, as a physician, I always try to choose the conservative treatment first. I will recommend physical therapy, anti-inflammatories if the patient can tolerate them, potentially a cortisone injection. And if that does not work, then we do start to consider the cartilage transplant or regeneration procedures. The MRI is essential to evaluate the cartilage in the knee. These procedures are used to only treat focal or solitary or single cartilage defects in one small area of the knee. If the MRI shows that there's diffuse or widespread cartilage damage, then I usually discuss with the patient that they're not a candidate for this procedure. So usually after developing a relationship with the patient and trying other non-surgical treatments, if it's a single problem of cartilage defect or problem with that cartilage, then usually the patient can be a good candidate. Oftentimes, there are other problems in the knee, perhaps an ACL tear or a meniscus tear or some other problem that can be addressed at the same time. So if there's a second problem that takes priority, say an ACL tear, often we'll treat this cartilage problem at the same time as that other surgery. What a relief for the patient. Yes, indeed. I try to really minimize how many surgeries patients have to go through. Well, cartilage transplant sounds like a fantastic way to alleviate pain and restore mobility for the long term if you're at that point where you need it. Correct. It's an excellent technology and procedure that's been around for decades. And nowadays, it is a procedure that has a well-defined recovery period, well-defined rehabilitation, and according to the studies, has excellent results for most patients. Well, doctor, thank you so much for this insight into cartilage transplant, a way to 
advance comfortably as we age. You're welcome, Amanda. Thanks so much for letting me talk to your listeners today. And that wraps up this episode of BayCare Health Chat. Head over to our website at baycare.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all other BayCare podcasts. For more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels. If you found this podcast informative, please share on your social media and be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. I'm Amanda Wild, and we'll talk again next time.